Dobar Dan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 21st of February 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Wednesday the 15th, Serbia celebrated Statehood Day. The holiday marks the anniversaries of the first Serbian uprising against the Ottoman Empire in Orosak in 1804 and the confirmation of the first constitution of the Principality of Serbia in 1835. On the 10th of July 2001, the Serbian parliament adopted a decision under which Statehood Day is celebrated on the 15th and the 16th of February. The Serbian Orthodox Church celebrated Candlemas, or Stratenja in Serbian, also on the 15th of February, when, according to belief, winter transitions into spring. On the same day, extreme conservative protesters attempted to storm the building of the presidency in Belgrade during a rally against Serbia's ongoing dialogue on normalizing relations with Kosovo. Around a 1,000 protesters removed a protective fence around the building and headed towards its main entrance before the police stopped them. The protesters stated that the reason for the attack on the building was to present their demands to the president of Serbia, Aleksandr Vucic, and their main request was to halt the Kosovo-Serbia dialogue. Symbols of the Russian mercenary group Wagner and the letter Z, symbolizing the Russian military, were visible in the crowd as they shouted, Serbia, Russia! The result of the protests was jail time for those who directly threatened the president. Police confirmed that they arrested five people. They said on Thursday the 16th that three leaders were arrested on suspicion of calling for a violent change in the constitutional order. However, on Friday the 17th, supporters of the arrested gathered in front of Belgrade's Palace of Justice, demanding the release of fellow activists. The charge these protesters will face carries a prison sentence that goes from six months to eight years. Police found a rifle in one of the protesters' cars, and said that they suspected him of trying to assassinate the president. Supporters awaiting the decision claimed that the rifle police found was a hunting rifle, not intended for use on the president or anyone else. The high public prosecutor's office is yet to decide on their case. While conservatives are gathering to publicly support Russia, it seems like other countries are spreading the word. Last week, Moldovan President Maya Sandu claimed that citizens of Russia, Belarus, Serbia, and Montenegro with military training disguised as civilians, would try to stage a coup and take hostages using the protests staged by Moldova's pro-Russian opposition as a cover. However, Serbia and Montenegro claim that they have not been informed about any specific individuals allegedly involved. Russia also insisted that there is no evidence that its citizens are involved in any coup plot. Serbian Foreign Minister Ivica Dacic rejected the Moldovan president's claims and asked her to clarify them. And Moldova is not the only country that is wary of Serbia. As of this year, Serbia and the U.S. introduced so-called liaison officers, which means that Serbian diplomats will go to Washington and work for a year at the State Department. Certain circles in the U.S. condemned the fact that such officers would be at the source of the internal functioning of American diplomacy. Some interpreted the signing of the relevant Memorandum of Understanding, which happened in January as Washington doing favors for Belgrade at a sensitive time for Serbian state affairs, in the light of the efforts to reach an agreement with Kosovo. In his blog, Daniel Server, a professor at John Hopkins University, strongly criticized the signing of the memorandum. He said that the lean of the Americans towards Belgrade favors the less friendly party, which is Serbia, while making the more friendly party, which is Kosovo, uncomfortable. But despite the harsh criticism Serbia constantly receives from other countries for being seemingly pro-Russian, it seems that the imposing of sanctions on Russia is not a must for Serbia, but rather an expectation. European Commissioner for Neighborhood and Enlargement Oliver Varheli confirmed this, saying that the EU expects Serbia to align with the EU's Common Foreign and Security Policy, or CFSP, which also means introducing sanctions against Russia. 
However, he added that CFSP alignment is not a criteria on which negotiations for entering the EU can be suspended. Varhelyi also commented on the judicial reform in Serbia and labeled it as outstanding. Serbia still views Kosovo as an autonomous province, even though Kosovo and Mentohia proclaimed their independence in 2008. Recently, they have been aspiring to join international organizations, which Serbia harshly opposed. Over the recent months, the EU has been actively pushing Serbia to recognize the independence of Kosovo, as it is the main obstacle for Serbia's EU membership. However, Kosovo's Prime Minister, Albin Kurti, said on Thursday the 16th in Parliament that the European Franco-German plan for Kosovo-Serbia dialogue includes de facto recognition from Serbia. He said that Serbian recognition of Kosovo's independence has also been promised by the emissary states that have proposed the agreement, as well as the EU itself. Now for some environmental news. Zdravko Ponos, the president of the Heart political movement, told the Nova News portal that President Vucic had a meeting with representatives of the Rio Tinto company in Brussels. Vucic confirmed that he had meetings in Brussels, but did not fully explain with whom he spoke. Ponos added that alongside Vucic were the Minister of Mining and Energy, Dubravka Diodovic, and advisor from Vucic's cabinet, Danilo Cicmil. At the beginning of 2022, Prime Minister Anna Brnabic said that all administrative acts related to the company Rio Tinto had been annulled. This decision came after massive protests from Serbian citizens against the mining company, whose projects polluted Serbian rivers and lands. Ponos said that Vucic is going beyond his constitutional powers and is acting contrary to the official decision of the government to stop working with Rio Tinto. Speaking of polluted rivers and lands, Serbia is slowly losing another one of its landmarks. Eastern Imperial Eagles, which are a symbol of Serbia's statehood, have been on the verge of survival for years, and there are only five pairs left in the territory of Serbia. In 2022, the eagles left their nests in Serbia due to human activity and the appearance of vehicles. The Society for the Protection and Study of Birds is collecting money in order to continue their engagement and preservation of the five pairs that exist in Serbia, and you can find the link to donate in the show notes. Now on to some health updates. About 4,400 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 30 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the number of confirmed cases has increased by 200. Speaking of increased cases, Serbia was ranked 8th in Europe and 18th in the world by number of confirmed COVID cases, with the first on the list being the Republic of Nauru. Last week, Serbia had 108 new confirmed COVID cases per million people. However, the good news is that on Friday the 17th, Serbia received 320,000 doses of the COVID vaccine from Slovakia as a donation. Prime Minister Anna Brnabic reported that the donation is worth a total of $6.7 million. On a brighter note, at the World Government Summit in 2023, the Serbian government was presented as one of the most innovative, and Serbia is one of the nine leading countries in the field of applying artificial intelligence, with the United Arab Emirates in first place. According to the Prime Minister Anna Brnabic, there were a total of 1,084 applications for awards. She added that the Serbian executive is one of the few governments in the world that allowed science parks, facilities, and scientific institutes to use the supercomputer for free. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast.rorschach.com. Todalienieg, zbogom! Zbogom!